Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome to another edition of the Baseball Insiders. I'm Adam Weiner, but alongside, as always, Insider Robert Murray. Robert, how you doing on this beautiful Thursday, man? I am wonderful, man. Just peachy. How are you? You were at the uh, the Yankees game this past a couple of days ago. What was that like? I was at the Yankees game on Tuesday, right after we recorded. Right after we, uh, I hit the end show button. And I ran to Yankee Stadium. Got there early, went to the Bronx Draft House before the game. Shout out to everybody who's in the area and has never been there. Go there. You hear go to stands, go to Billy's. No, go to the Bronx Draft House. Crowd was electric. Uh, Garrett Cole was dominant. Now, uh, rain out. No Yankees baseball until Friday. So we have plenty of time to reassess that series. And also, uh, as the National Anthem was starting on Tuesday, Jordan Alvarez Hit a baseball 590,000 feet into the deep right field stands in Houston. Stealing victory from the jaws of defeat for the Houston Astros. I uh, definitely want to talk about your thoughts on that, too. Uh, our predictions for the start of the second round looking a little more solid than the wild card picks, my friend. Well, the good news is they couldn't have been worse. Impossible. <laughs> Literally not. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Yeah. And I'll tell you, like, as we were recording that last show, um, the Mariners were taking it to the Astros and Justin Verlander. And all of a sudden, as you mentioned, Jordan Alvarez hit an absolute moonshot. Like, as soon as Robbie Ray went into that game, I don't know about you, but I kind of just had the feeling of like, oh. And it seemed like the entire Twitter sphere had that same exact reaction of like, what are they doing? And then, what was it, the second pitch of the at bat? It was just a rope. It, like, it only took like two seconds to get into the right field bleachers, which. It was an absolute piss rocket is what that was. It was a um, cartoon home run. It was uh, like a video game shot of like, and it's already out. Like you're trying to watch it on your phone and you're like, I think he, yep, he got all of it and it went through the wall and it's now going to downtown Houston. Oh, that's, uh, that's basically what it looked like in Adam's heyday when he was playing. Um, no, so, uh, I, my high school stats are out there. I was two for 15 senior year, um, but I think, 
think it was really more like four for 15. I think the official score was a little funky on some of those. Wow, he's he's blaming other people. That uh, tough look for Adam right there. But although how uh, it's pretty impressive that you can remember that off the top of your head. All like, when did you graduate high school, man? Two thousand eight. Don't don't make me tell everybody. Yeah. Oh, geez, I graduated in twenty fourteen. It's uh, geez. Well, hey, we got the young baseball insiders is what we got here. We're yeah, we're both young lads. The page oh, is still up if anybody wants to make some last minute stat corrections. Uh, yeah, I wasn't very good. I once uh, struck out looking on a pitch that was like in the other batter's box below the knees, and I turned directly to the umpire and went, no way, and walked back to the dugout. My teammates were laughing very hard. That's as, as harsh as my trash talk got, but I didn't really get those opportunities, right? Like, all I needed was a few more ABs, and I could have been Jordan Alvarez, but instead, two for 15. And now here you are doing a podcast with me. It's uh, Life works. Yeah, I'll tell you, it worked out for you. I'm telling you. I, this like is, I mean, this peak is way higher than whatever my playing day's peak could have possibly been. See, you know what? I love that for you. I'm, 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 very, I'm very proud of you, Adam. So that's, I'm uh, proud. Yeah, I'm proud of us. Uh, yeah, if you, uh, if you don't want to – here's a helpful hint to the Seattle Mariners – um, yeah. If you're trying to avoid giving up a walk-off home run to Jordan Alvarez into the second deck with starting pitcher Robbie Ray on the mound facing his first batter of the game, maybe you don't hit David Hensley with a pitch on a 3-2 count with one out. Maybe you don't give up a 1-2 single up the middle to Jeremy Pena after striking out Jose Altuve and seemingly escaping trouble. Maybe you don't give up a two-run home run to Alex Bregman in the eighth up 7-3. There are a lot of things you cannot do if you don't want to give up the Alvarez home run, but it was still preventable when Robbie Ray towed the rubber, and we have a we have a home run for the ages here. Ninety one percent win probability added on one swing. The first time a team has ever gone for multiple runs down with two outs on the ninth of a playoff game to win on one swing. The first time ever. The first time ever. Not recently. Ever. Kurt Gibson's home run is the last walk-off home run with two outs that flipped a game from one run down to one run up in the victory. So it's it's happened almost <laughs> never, and this is this is probably the single most impactful swing in a playoff game in the history of baseball. And for the Mariners to go from the eight-one comeback directly into that, I feel so terrible for them. So do I. Like honestly, like that game was there for the Mariners taking, obviously. And to not only blow it, but to lose, I like you can never write a team off, Adam. Um, just I mean, especially a team like the Mariners, because they got a lot of the good juju. Also, there's yeah. another car horn. I don't know what it is, back to back episodes. You got car <laughs> horns over on my end, but um Mariners had all sorts of good juju after that last series, and then it was continuing into that game. Can't rule them out, but like that freaking hurts. That's a tough one to come back from. And any opportunity you have to take down the Astros, who I consider the best team in baseball, you have to maximize it. Otherwise, if you don't, then ouch. They feel unkillable, but again, the Mariners had every opportunity to kill them and extinguish them before Alvarez ever stepped to the plate. Um yep. And you tell yourself it's not going to happen. There's a reason why, even knowing as good as the Astros are, that we told ourselves that wasn't going to happen. It's never happened before. Multiple runs to to walk off game over in the playoffs. We have never seen it. And and there we go. The Astros put their stamp on the postseason. Uh, we also have to talk about the thing that's on everybody's mind. 
the giant hideous goose at Dodger Stadium. Uh, is that a duck? Is it a goose? Why is it kind of wet? A lot of questions lingering about this fellow. But yeah. uh, if you if this shows up in your ballpark and a guy whose name rhymes with duck is up at the plate in, in Gavin Lux and he singles, you have to win that game. And, and Dave Roberts somehow managed to fumble the rally goose. How do you how do you in good conscience do that? I, I don't know. And the, the, the obviously the Gavin Lux one was, I mean, that's like Gavin Ducks, but I have another yeah, one. For and, and get ready, get ready to judge me. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of Max Muncie, it's Quacks Muncie. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that uh, I had that one. I was going to tweet that yesterday, but I didn't mm-hmm. want to get canceled. And Tony Goose Gonsolin is on the mound for game three. Like it's, it's really that oh, easy. Man. It is. Oh, I, oh man. That's, I'll tell you, I like, See, this is this is why you're the baseball insider. I, I forgot that he was going to be on the mound for them. So, I mean, I, like the stars are aligning for the Dodgers in that one. You'd think, right? Just because of the goose and, but uh, the summer of Top Gun Maverick, like yeah. goose, another tribute to an, an amazing Hollywood summer. Uh, and Lux singles right by the goose, who's still on the field. Like they're like, I guess we're not going to move him, but it probably won't come into play. And then Gavin Lux hits a line drive with a hundred mile an hour exit velocity in the vicinity of a goose who's just like oh uh and then they they pop him into a trash can get him off the field and uh walk against josh Hader. the momentum is rising and then austin barnes pinch hits i don't really know why this happens i was totally thrown off by that one because the dodgers had better options off of the bench in that situation and yet they didn't do it they had chris taylor um, and even Dave Roberts was like, he said he was available going into that game and he didn't go to him. Um, it just, that was a really odd situation all around. Um, I, if I was, a, if I think if Dave Roberts could do it again, uh, he would have done something different, of course. But yeah, I, that was, that was a crucial one for the Padres, man. Like, so from, the, from their perspective, the Dodgers, they had a bunch of different rallies. Robert Suarez entered the game and he ended up getting out of a jam with no outs. And that was the key to the game and the Padres bullpen. And also the defense in that game was incredible all around. Um, last night, I just found myself just going, wow, um, quite a bit. And same also with that Braves game with Dansby Swanson and Austin rally in those plays. That was freaking impressive. Um, but the Dodgers is, uh, or the Padres winning that game was absolutely huge because you go down two nothing to the Dodgers and you're forced to win three games in a row. I mean, that's, I'm not going to say it's impossible, but it would have been a pretty difficult task. And now game three, correct me if I'm wrong. They have Joe Musgrove going, right? Uh, is it, it's, I don't know actually if it's Musgrove or uh, their number two, let me check real quick. But I mean, either way, uh, yeah. Yeah, we've got them all the momentum in the world. And all of a sudden, the San Diego Padres are a home team for two of these. It's Gonsolin Snell in game three, uh, yes. but Gonsolin is only built up to 75 pitches, so semi starter. Uh, yep. And then Tyler Anderson against TBD in game four, but uh, put on your shocked face now. That's going to be Joe Musgrove. Exactly. And I'll tell you, like, I mean, the, the Padres, they're, I mean, they're looking good right now. Is they got Snell and then they got Musgrove, as you said. Well, Musgrove, Musgrove, um, and they're also playing really well. Like they're, um, they're as I mentioned before, their bullpen's performing really well. Rotation has been rock solid throughout the entire season. 
Um, and their offense too, like Manny Machado is putting up some really tough at bats. Jake Cronenworth to me is the most, or one of the most underrated players in baseball. I am a huge fan of Jake Cronenworth. Um, Juan Soto is looking more like himself. Trent Grisham has come back from the dead. It's been, they're a dangerous team. Like it, the Padres have wanted to be the Dodgers for the last couple of years. They didn't get to do it last year. Um, now is their chance to like really make that claim and like take that. I don't want to, I don't want to say take it from the Dodgers, but like to now is our chance to beat them. And right now they have a pretty good opportunity to go here. You couldn't have expected a better one, especially, uh, you know, facing a rested Dodgers team. And obviously they struggle with the Dodgers, uh, you know, 14 and five that just happened. That's real. Uh, seeing in the comments that Chris Taylor's a strikeout machine on high fastballs. I understand why you would be nervous about him versus Hader, but three for eight in his career against Josh Hader with two walks tied for the best OBP against Hader on the Dodgers 500 OBP uh, against Hader, you know, five plate appearances out of 10 he's reached base. Uh, The matchup doesn't seem to make sense, but turns out he actually performs pretty well against him. And it makes you think that, uh, you know, you're watching that game and you go, okay, here's Austin Barnes. He doesn't trust Miguel Vargas and Chris Taylor's hurt. That's the sum total of this. And Dave Roberts takes the podium right after it and says, Chris Taylor is starting in game three. Uh, so maybe that's a diversion tactic. So people will stop asking him about this, but obviously just going to bring about more questions. Maybe he takes the podium again on Friday and goes, yeah, we thought we could get Chris through some workouts, but we couldn't still hurt. Sorry, not going to happen. But to make that declaration immediately after you don't use him in an obvious Chris Taylor situation just makes this smell even stranger. Yeah, I thought the same exact thing as I was watching those post game press conferences last night. And if you it just something's not something just doesn't pass the smell test here. And I'm curious to see what exactly it is. I've been trying to I've been placing some texts out to people to see if I can figure out exactly what's going on. And and perhaps it was the um that striking out on the high on high fastballs is the actual reason why they did not have him go in against Hader. And I also want to mention this too uh, with Hader because I think this is really important. Um, when he was traded to San Diego, I, I had so many different people throughout baseball tell me how difficult it is for a player to be uprooted in the middle of the season, and it takes time to adjust. It's not just Hader, but it's everybody who's dealt at the deadline. Um, and on top of it, too, uh, Hader had just – he just became a father, and he had a young kid. Um, so trying to uproot his entire family and also the newborn baby, that was not an easy thing for him. And he also dealt with some mechanical adjustments that he needed to make. Um, so he struggled early on. But what we're seeing now from Josh Hader is why the Padres went out and got him. And it to me – even in that moment, that deal was a steal. Um, I thought that was a great move by A.J. Prowler. Did they give up some talent in that deal? Of course. But you don't have many chances to acquire the best closer in baseball, and that's, to me, what Josh Hader is. Got to see it last night, and he could end up being a real key, important piece for this Padres team going forward. While the, the team that traded Hader, the Brewers, are sitting at home watching him on TV. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. David Stearns talks about this a little bit yesterday, too, right on time. Uh, He admitted outright that he didn't realize maybe what an impact the hater trade would have in the clubhouse. Um, We're also watching the Yankees, you know, make this sort of ruthless Harrison Bader for Jordan Montgomery trade that has been dissected to death. Like they need pitching and they're getting rid of pitching and someone they trust. And they're making an October plan before they've clinched anything. And, you know, Montgomery's family's getting uprooted. His, you know, partner is starting medical school. It has to change. You know, there, there are all sorts of clubhouse implications. The Yankee pitchers were all watching Montgomery shut out the Cubs on the TV a couple weeks later and giving him a standing ovation in the clubhouse. Um, and Stern's admitting that, you know, maybe he didn't totally think about the implications of that. Um, the Mariners trading their closer, Kendall Graveman, directly to the Houston Astros in the middle of the wild card run last year. We're starting to see these ruthless moves get questioned a little bit. Do you feel like, are, are you hearing any rumblings where GMs are maybe starting to consider these cultural implications more and more? Or, or is it still not going to be, you know, a top concern moving forward? And you might not know what issue you have until it manifests itself. Yeah, I think if they didn't consider those factors before, they will now, especially that Josh Hader trade in Milwaukee. Because I remember, boy, a few days leading up into the trade deadline, I found out that Hader was about to get traded or that he was likely going to get traded. And I placed some texts out to people in Milwaukee to see if they had heard those same exact things. And a lot of people were wondering, also, please subscribe, by the way. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people were, were what, like, the responses were, what? Like, what are you talking about? Um, and they would point to, why trade Josh Hader right now? Um, we're in a playoff run. Um, and it just, the timing didn't seem right. The, one person told me, if anything, maybe we do it in the offseason. And all of a sudden, a few days later, Hader got traded to the Padres. 
And the response around that team from that I heard from multiple sources was that they were stunned. Uh, one person told me or the locker room or the clubhouse was floored. Um, and the vibe around that team completely changed. You got to see it with Devin Williams' comments. You got to see it with Eric Lauer going on the record with Adam McKelvey. Um, there was a lot of different instances where players voiced their frustration and their play echoed that too. Um, so the, the Brewers, they're going to have to go about this next offseason and even pre or even future offseasons considering that clubhouse dynamic because they have to worry about Corbin Burns extensions, um, Willie Adamas extension, Brandon Woodruff extension, uh, even Devin Williams too. Um, it's <laughs> David Stearns has, uh, he's got to navigate this one the right way. And also another point on the Brewers here too, is that they brought in Trevor Rosenthal um, and who he never pitched once for the Brewers this year in the major league level. Taylor Rogers did not pitch very well. Um, the players they brought in at the major league level did not contribute, and it was a net loss for them after the hater trade. It was just bad all around. And I give credit to David Stearns for owning up to that um, because not many GMs would actually admit that mistake. And, and he has a history of doing this too, where if he makes a mistake, he owns up to it. Because I remember asking him um, a couple of years ago after they ended up making the Jonathan Scope trade, which clearly didn't work out. Um, if he would do it over again, or if he would, if he would not make that trade, and he said that there was a mistake, and that's on me, and did it again here. So I'm curious to see how he responds. You've never seen splits like what Josh Hader put up this year, um, and I think we heard some deadline rumblings. We were like the people in Milwaukee; we maybe didn't believe it, but we did see Hader season going off the rails a little. He ends this year with a, a zero ERA in April and March, a zero ERA in May a 338 mark in June, 1254 in July, traded 1906 in August, 1906. That's like one of that's one of those years that you're looking back for the Jordan Alvarez home run. It hasn't happened since Josh Hader's August ERA. And then in September and October, 0.87 in 11 regular season games, 13 Ks and 10 in a third innings. And here we are in the postseason and he looks again like you said, the potential best closer in baseball. For a lot of people writing off the Padres, I think part of that write-off was saying, who do they have in the back end of the bullpen? A 31-year-old rookie and a Josh Hader who just had the worst month of August we've ever seen. Well, look at them now. No, exactly. And I'll tell you, by the way, um, speaking of that Padres bullpen, Robert Suarez. Yeah. um, I mean, unbelievable what he did last night, Adam. Like, that was genuinely super impressive. He saved the game for him. yeah, I'll tell you that that Padres, I mean, Preller makes a lot of moves. Uh, some of them don't work out exactly, but like that, Suarez clearly worked out. Hater is working out. It's uh, Things are looking good in San Diego right now. And if you don't think Petco is going to be electric on Friday night against the Dodgers team they despise and a team they've been trying to ignite a rivalry with for years now and have been unsuccessfully flicked away as the little brother – then uh, you're in for a real surprise when the broadcast begins. Uh, yeah, Nick Martinez, also their eighth inning guy, it, it would seem. Uh, De rigueur, pretty weird. Um, but they certainly had a quick hook on him as soon as they were worried about him facing the hitters they were afraid of. And then Dave Roberts, again, did them a favor by saying, oh, here comes Austin Barnes. Uh, best of luck with Josh Hader. 
the comment section is wild. Do you want to get your thoughts on the Blink-182 reunion, which is being asked? Wait, the who what reunion? Blink-182, the punk band? Who's that? Oh, boy. Oh, this is the equivalent of you finding out I went two for 15 in high school. Um, a legendary 90s band. And so I will very quickly share my thoughts and just say, uh, hell yeah. They're playing in uh, Long Island, Brooklyn, New York, and Hershey Park next year. I'm going to go to one of those, maybe two. Um, let's get into your uh, your the meat of today's episode, uh, the awesome column that you put out today. And now we've got a perfect platform to talk about the details further. Um, we've all we all know where the focus is going to lie this off season. There are going to be four names that dwarf the rest, and there's a fifth that's kind of licking around at the bottom of that conversation. And we'll talk about just how close he is as well. But uh, after Carlos Correa's opt out news leaked. Uh, Bert, pick your jaw up off the floor. Carlos Correa is opting out of his contract with the Minnesota Twins. Who could see that coming? Uh, I don't know what it is. Money, fame. Uh, you know, I'm not sure why anybody would want to go to the Dior store when they could just stay in Minnesota. But Carlos Correa is opting out of that contract. And so he now officially enters our offseason predictions. You published free agent predictions for the four biggest names this offseason. Trey Turner, whose stock continues to rise despite some defensive miscues last night. Jacob deGrom, who's almost certainly opting out as well and has said as such, this is not just an estimation. Aaron Judge, no opt-out needed. Free agency is in his future. And Correa. Um, Now, what are you feeling? What are your potential destinations? We'll go player by player. uh, And let's start with Trey Turner because he is the uh, remaining active player in the NLDS who's certainly, uh, you know, stock up, stock down every single day, but I don't know how much more it can move these days. What are your thoughts on the Trey Turner market right now? So first, a timeout here. I want to go to this, obviously, a burner, uh, who is a Twitter friend of mine, um, and I love you, obviously, a burner. Um, so I, I discovered recently, and I put this in the group chat that I have with all the fan-sided baseball people, that I don't, like I found out that I don't just like pizza. I love pizza. Mm-hmm. Um, I get it with vegan cheese because I don't eat dairy. I got it with uh, cheese or well, vegan cheese, pepperoni, sausage, onion, uh, meatballs too. Very good, by the way. Um, and I also figured out, and I want to put this publicly here, that pizza and wings are an elite combo. Like, am I just discovering this or is like this a well-known thing? So Please have put you, that in the comments. Yeah. Have you tried pizza wings and beer? I might add. So beer sucks. Okay. I will Not put great. that on the record right now. Beer can be poured into Lake Michigan for all I care. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, I'm sure I'm going to get, I'm going to get crushed for that. In the I just, I tried to close Pandora's box on you for the Blink-182 thing. You opened it back up with the pizza and then I open it right back up for you again by making you talk about beer, and I'm sorry. But but wings and pizza are a, a, an undefeated combination. They're so good that people will go to restaurants that are otherwise terrible just to have their pretty delicious wings and pizza. Um, and you and I are on dip. Are, are we on the same side of the, the boneless wings debate or opposite sides? I can't remember because I love myself a boneless, and I understand what the implications are of that. People yep. will say, oh, those are just nuggets, and I'll say – all right, great. Then I love nuggets. Like who, that, that does nothing to me. That's not an insult. I don't remember where you land there. No, we're in the exact same thing there. Like I like them with, um, with a bone in, bone in or bone out. Like I'm, 
a huge fan. Uh, yeah. I, anything that tastes good, I like. Uh, well, that's a kind of a different thing to say, but <laughs> hey, they taste good. At, uh, yeah, and it turns out, by the way, like you, you know, Texas Pete, right? The, the hot sauce. The hot sauce, yeah. Not yeah, the guy. I poured that on my pizza too. Um, that was delicious. I don't hate I that like, a little Texas Pete on a meatball. Pete ball, never had it, but it sounds good. I'll tell you, I, I highly recommend it. Um, but yeah, I, I can't believe I turned Trey Turner into in, uh, <laughs> chicken wings. The comment section is exploding here. Is Super Agent Casey Close is asking, "Have you ever tried a honey barbecue wing?" No, he's not. <laughs> is that an actual name in there? No, no. Yeah, well, Shohei Otani's in here. Shohei Otani's in here. He's wondering if you've ever had mango habanero. Dude, man, that's my fantasy football team name. Kid you not. Mango habanero? Yeah, there's a long story in that one. It's because mm. of, well, I can't say that publicly. Well, you don't have to. No, it's uh, mango habanero whiskey is a delicious thing. Let, let me just put that out there. Um, Miss You by Blink-182 being the greatest song of all time. I, I don't want to comment here. I just, ah, there's so much good Blink-182 from 99, 2000. This is the 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 self titled album. I feel like I'm in the SNL Weezer sketch. It's good. It's good. Feeling this is great too. They're both. I don't want to listen to that one cover to cover though. Can you listen to an album cover to cover? We're off the rails. I was. Yeah, we are way off the rails. I was teeing up some insider takes, and now we're debating uh, Blink's Blink self titled. I listened to that album on the way to my eighth grade grad party. The whole night went down smooth. See, I'm I'm not surprised. I don't know what. Blink 180 is that was it Blink yeah Blink 182 that I, like Mark Powell uh, a uh, a fan side MLB editor um he uh, he he accused me of faking my Blake or my Blink 182 thing that's being completely genuine I have no idea who they are I believe you I, I'm so sorry I mean it's it's again it's a massive band 99 2000 their reunion means a lot uh the drummer is Courtney Kardashian's uh boyfriend fiance husband. Not sure, but for those of you who don't know the music, um, but sweet, beautiful music. Trey Turner at the plate taking a pitch deep in the left field uh, at Dodger Stadium in the hills of Hollywood. But will he be playing there next season and beyond? Uh, what are your current thoughts on, on what Trey Turner's market is shaping up like? Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. 
Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T R Y L I F E M D.com. Yeah, so to actually talk about baseball, <laughs> um, <laughs> I like Trey Turner is loved this time in LA, um, and the feeling there is mutual. And I would firmly expect the Dodgers to make a strong effort to retain him because they obviously tried last year for Corey Seeger, but Texas completely outbid them there. Um, and they felt comfortable letting him go because they had Trey Turner in, in the waiting in the wings there. Um, so I, I firmly think that the Dodgers are going to be strongly in the mix there. The one team, I even mentioned this on the last episode, that I think could be a sleeper for Trey Turner is the Atlanta Braves. And it only it depends on whether or not they re-sign Dansby Swanson. Um, and... I mean, those, those talks, they have been going on uh, for at least a couple months now. To my knowledge, nothing is close, but you know how the Braves are. They don't let anything leak out of that building. Um, so you, you just never know with them. But I, I think Trey Turner fits exactly what Atlanta likes to do and wants to do. And they have saved money with the Spencer Strider, Austin Riley, Michael Harris extensions uh, because they ended up, um, they could have been worth a lot more had they waited on those deals. So they could use some of that flexibility um, into pouring out a massive contract for Trey Turner. And then the other one that we've mentioned is the San Francisco Giants that I could see pursuing Turner. Um, they have a need for a shortstop long-term with Brandon Crawford entering the final year of his contract next year. Um, and Farhan Zaidi likes a lot of the same players that the Dodgers do because he came from LA. Um, and I mean, what's not to like about Trey Turner? And as that contract could end up being the second most expensive or most, most lucrative one of the off season. I think like that Trey Turner is going to get paid. Um, and rightfully so. Like I, I had somebody or an evaluator that I trust say that Turner is going to age gracefully. Um, and I totally agree with that assessment. So I think Turner's market is going to be pretty, pretty lucrative here. I, I see that as well. Are, are you still thinking it's going to be probably, uh, Turner, Swanson, Bogarts, one, two, three. Wait, did you say Turner, Swanson, Bogarts? Yeah, or would you flip Bogarts and Swanson? I'm I'm kind of tempted to put Swanson at two in that scenario, but yeah. like I think it just depends. Um, but the season that that Swanson has put up this year has certainly caught the attention of other teams, and and why it's going to be somewhat complicated for the Braves and Swanson to get a deal done now because his, his, his value is just continuing to go up. Yeah, and and we'll get to Aaron Judge shortly, but I know that we are going to both we, – we both feel the same way about him and the Giants. 
And Leandro Espinal in the comments is asking if the Giants could afford both Turner and Judge. I think I've heard from a lot of Giants fans they think they can, but you're saying otherwise. Yeah, like, I mean, could they? I mean, yeah, but, like, signing both of those guys, that's going to require – we're probably looking at around $600 million total, somewhere in that range. And I can't picture the Giants being in a hurry to do something like that. Um, I think signing one of them is extremely realistic. I would just temper your expectations on both. You know, that's that's a tough one right there. What about the uh, judge market in general? Uh, uh, as someone who is in New York, we're, we're obviously prepared for the worst, but uh, you read another piece every day about how impactful he is to this Yankees lineup. Um, everybody knows about the off-field implications of staying in New York. Um, not sure people nationally know that he's now shown up to uh, a key game in Toronto in the final week of the regular season and game one of the division series wearing sweatshirts, different sweatshirts that say New York or nowhere on them. Uh, not once, but twice. Uh, every time you ask him, he says, obviously it would be a dream play with the Yankees my whole career, said some stuff for game one about getting chills, standing on the sidelines, getting introduced to Yankee Stadium, says all the right things. But then there is Brian Cashman saying he's going to have a pot of gold after he bet on himself. There is Brian Cashman before opening day saying we gave him a fair and, and offer and he, he turned it down. It's, you know, two seventeen and a half for seven years, which could have been fair back then, isn't really now. And you have some fans who are concerned about whether that means how Steinbrenner will budge as much as he needs to because he's going to have to budge $100 million on this one. Uh a lot of people are sort of saying the same thing, like lean Yankees, but we're cautious. How are you assessing his market? Obviously, while the Yankees are still also competing for that all-important 28th ring. Yeah, and I'm going to join those same people in saying that I think right now the Yankees are the favorite to sign Judge. Um, just for the reasons that you mentioned, like and losing him would be a devastating blow because – Obviously, you can have money left around to like sign other players to take that or fill that goal or fill that hole, but nobody in that scenario is going to be as impactful as Aaron Judge this season. Like he had a ten plus WAR at him, like that is absolute absurdity. Um, and I got to imagine that they're going to end up getting a deal done at some point. Um, it just may take a little bit longer than the public would prefer. Um, and and also, I would expect these negotiations to be more private than they were entering the season because Cashman literally went on the record and said exactly what they offered Judge. Um, and Judge bet on himself. And as he as Cashman said, uh, he struck a pot of gold. Um, but there's, there's definitely going to be competition. And the Giants are the team that everybody's eyeing as like the potential team to steal them away from New York. The, the scenario that if I was running the Yankees, that would absolutely terrify me is if Steve Cohen got involved and that would drive the price even more up and it could get, it could get to a pretty uncomfortable level. Um, but that's the power of Steve Cohen. I don't think he would go to, I don't think he's going to go to the Mets. Um, but the possibility of them lurking, if I was the Yankees would terrify me. Maybe Steve Cohen go to the market and add another free agent in GM Brian Cashman. Get them both. Package deal. Uh, Mark Powell kind of sucking up here asking where losing Judge would rank on the list of all-time Cashman mistakes. Great GM overall. Just wondering, great GM overall? Uh, I don't know. Oh. 
I don't know if I, I don't know if I believe he's a great GM. I feel like he's a solid GM. His trade deadline deals. Maybe you can't foresee every injury, but this year it's Montas, not in the DS. Benintendi, not in the DS. Efros, not in the DS. So uh, Cashman coming off one of his weirdest years and now is going to have to make potentially his largest financial commitment on an AAV basis ever. Yeah, and also how weird is it that the player that the Yankees got at the deadline, Harrison Bader, who was hurt, is now the only healthy player that he acquired that's on the DS roster. Or maybe they got another one. They Actually, I think they got another one that's healthy. Uh, but anyways, but like Trevino, yeah. But the the yeah. high profile guys who they swapped prospects for are, are nowhere to be found. And Efros, luck of the draw. Benintendi, bad luck. Benintendi fractured a bone that he thought he'd had removed. That's how bad that luck was. He fractured wow. a bone he didn't think he had in his body anymore. But Frankie Montas had a shoulder injury. They traded for him anyway, and oh, lo and behold, he has a shoulder injury now. That who could have seen that coming? Too. I mean. I'll, I'll tell you, like the fact that that Montas had that shoulder injury before the trade deadline, that would have given me serious buyer beware. I mean, it's easy to say that now. Um, hindsight's always twenty twenty. Yeah. Um, but acquiring a starting pitcher who has a shoulder issue, um, or who had a shoulder issue and was just on the end of it, that's scary. Especially when you're talking about the prospects that were going to end up resulting, or that the prospects that would net you Montas, because that's not cheap at all. Um, yeah, that, that could not have worked out worse. The good news for the Yankees, of course, is that Montas is signed for next year. So it's not a total loss, but I mean, that's also part of the attraction of Montas too. And why his market was so heavy. Um, but also props to the A's for selling when they did, um, because had they waited, that could have been catastrophic for the rebuild. Yeah, and more good news for the Yankees. They are still participating in the Major League Baseball postseason. So uh, <laughs> let's, let's see where things end up. Um, we have some Cubs questions in the chat, so no better time than the present to touch on Correa, uh, the yep. man who had probably the easiest opt-out decision possible, uh, didn't wait very long to make it. While his AL Central brethren, the Cleveland Guardians, are still competing, he's making Minnesota Twins headlines, much like A-Rod in 07, saying, hey, by the way, I know the World Series is still happening, but I'm gone. Carlos Correa, the opt-out rumors leaked early. And what are you anticipating for his market? Um, two teams stand out to you. It's the same two teams that stand out to me and very different landing spots than Judge and Turner. Very different landing spots. And I was tempted to put the Giants here too, just because I think they're going to be looking into that market. Um, but first one is the Cubs and that answers Johnny's question of whether I'm, whether or not I expect them to swim in that deep end of the market. And I do. Um, so Jed Hoyer and the front office and the coaching staff there, they're comfortable with Nico Horner at shortstop, but they have even admitted publicly that the game is trending toward having an athletic shortstop. Um, and it's a, it's a key. And, they obviously passed on the guys last year. They ended up getting Andrelton Simmons, which that clearly did not work out. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, ouch. But, yeah, so you have the pick now of Trey Turner. So if I was the Cubs, that would be the guy I'd pursue. Um, Correa, very good. Like, I mean, he's a superstar. So, I mean, you can't go wrong there. Although I'm curious if he would be willing to go to a team that was still rebuilding. Um, cause he's, he said he doesn't want to do that in the past. So I'm curious to see if he's changes thinking there. Um, but you also have Dansby Swanson and Xander Bogarts too. 
I, I think the Cubs will be heavily involved on those guys. Um, whether or not they actually land them remains to be seen, but I think their chances of landing one this year are better than they were last year. Yeah, and the Chicago Cubs, a lot of people didn't pay attention in the second half, and we don't really blame you. 35 and 57 first half with a lot of really also ran pitchers being run out there on a daily basis. Second half of the season, 39 and 31. Second half of the season. I mean, that winning percentage doesn't lie. The Pythagorean record tells a slightly different story. Only had a plus 12 run differential. Maybe should have been a little bit closer to 500, but even a little bit closer to 500, that's still a vast improvement. So yep. not quite the first half Cubs team that you're thinking of and, and had a lot of names break out um, on the mound down the stretch. Hayden Wesneski, the Yankees traded for Scott Efros, uh, had a huge last couple of weeks of that season. So maybe the Cubs are closer than many people think. Yeah, and that's certainly, like, that's a very real thought. And I wonder if that plays into a guy like Correa's thinking or even other free agents who are kind of hesitant to go to a, a rebuilding team because um, the Cubs are showing now that they're 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 showing signs that they're on the mend. Um, but like with Correa specifically, the Cubs are not going to be the only team involved. Um, and the other team that I think could be a player here is the Baltimore Orioles. They have the young core that is really freaking good, and that's headlined by Adley Rutschman, who's who's going to be a superstar um, if he's not already. And he's surrounded by a bunch of other very good young players, but they lack an experienced guy with the killer instinct. And they have money to spend. And Mike Elias, their GM, was the one who drafted Carlos Correa in Houston. I'm not saying, but I'm just saying. Um, Correa makes a lot of sense for the Baltimore Orioles. And... Do I, I? I think they could be in for sure. I mean, do I? Do I know as a fact they will? No, um, but it makes a lot of sense on paper because this Orioles team is ascending, and if I was them, I would be heavily involved in the career sweepstakes. Wesneski is a dog, Johnny. You're 100 percent right. Uh, everybody in the chat seems aligned on Correa to Baltimore. Um, I yeah, I wouldn't rule it out at all. I totally agree with you there. Um, every team that eventually got over the hump made that one move that did not make a lot of sense at the time to outsiders. And the Orioles aren't really even going to have to justify it that much because they were that good in the second half this year. They were in it until September 20th. No one's going to accuse the Orioles of being a, you know, phony rally contender. And there was, there was real momentum there. There's real momentum in the farm system, but probably not enough momentum to sign our fourth top free agent. Jacob DeGrom, who's got a looming opt-out, but has made no secret of his intentions to do so. What do you feel like his market looks like as October drones on? Man, that, that market to me is extremely intriguing uh, because this could go uh, this could go in a lot of different ways because I expect his market to be absolutely just bonkers. Um, so obviously the Mets are going to be involved because Steve Cohen is not going to let a guy like Jacob DeGrom go without a fight. And I would expect them to offer a very, very strong deal there. Um, the team that I think could be a sleeper for DeGrom is the Texas Rangers. They, The theme of their offseason is going to be pitching, 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 and pitching. Because that is their biggest weakness by far. Um, and they addressed their offense in a big way last year by getting Corey Seager 
and Marcus Simeon, of course. Uh, so there's no better way of addressing the rotation but than signing who I think is the best pitcher in baseball than Jacob deGrom. Um, I don't know if they have the money to pull it off because that's going to probably be anywhere from like a three to a five-year deal, probably close, probably closer to four, I would think, with an AAV that is going to exceed Max Scherzer's contract. And that is, what, $43.33 million, I think, in that range. I, um, I think that's right. And I, I'm very sorry, obviously a burner, but I do not have either DeGrom or Turner going to Tampa. Um, Certainly not I, both. I, I do respect, though, how dedicated of a Tampa Bay Rays fan that obviously a burner is because he wants every free agent to go to Tampa. Um, and, you know, I, I'm sorry to just give you bad news there, man, but I, I would not get your hopes up. Um, and then the other team, Mr. Adam, mm-hmm. the Los Angeles Dodgers. Mm-hmm. And this is me merely connecting the dots, but they have three of their starting pitchers becoming free agents in the offseason. It's Kershaw, Tyler Anderson, and Andrew Heaney. So they're going to need to remake this rotation. They have Trevor Bauer's contract off the books because he's suspended. They signed him to that three-year for $102 million contract um, a couple of years ago. Could they do the same thing with the Grom? That is, boy, I'll tell you, if that happens, that could be mad chaos. Um, I, this offseason is going to be fun. Let me, let me, just, let me just say that. Because we'll also have, I'm sure there's going to be plenty of Shohei Otani rumors going around too. I'm, I'm sure that's going to be in the case too. But we'll save that for a different episode. Yeah, they're live in the chat. You you can basically count on somebody asking about Otani. I love when there's synchronicity in the comments. People asking if the Red Sox are going to be a fifth place team again next year. Quite possible. But there's also a question about is Tyler Glass now the next Ray to get traded ahead of you know his arbitration escalating? Quite possibly. And if that's the case, then I think they and the Red Sox are jockeying for that last place position. And are the Mariners going to try to sign one of the shortstops of second baseman this offseason? And if it's Bogarts, which which Nathan Burris is asking about, uh, they send the Red Sox right back down. Because if Bogarts leaves, then the Red Sox lineup falls a little bit like a house of cards. Uh, what say you on on the Mariners before we wrap this up? Um, do you foresee them them dipping into that market at all? If it's not Turner, maybe it's Swanson. Yeah, I'm admittedly don't have too good of a feel on that right now, uh, so I don't want to like end up making something up. But one thing I have learned about Jerry Depoto is that he considers anything and everything because I mentioned on the show, even before Adam uh, joined me as a, as a co-host here that um, there was a, a scenario in which the, the Mariners were going to sign bo- or would try to sign both Trevor story and Chris Bryant last year. Um, so like if he's, if he's thinking about that, then you would have to think that a guy, Alexander Bogarts or any of those other shortstops are going to be in play. Um, yeah, I'm the Mariners are going to be one that I'm going to be doing some pretty, I'm going to be digging on it quite a bit here. Um, but I don't have an answer for you now, but I can give you an answer in the future, maybe yeah. even the next episode too. And we and will are for the Mariners, yeah, but only if you subscribe to the baseball insiders. That's Absolutely. uh, that puts food on my table, so please, please, please do that. It's the only thing that allows us to eat. The, the glass now point is true, he was just extended, but how many times have you seen the Rays? concoct these extensions with the sole purpose of trading somebody they did it to blake snell 
Um, so obviously that escalates year over year. I'm sure you're right. They did construct that to make next year a little more palatable and the one after that uncomfortable, at which point they go, see ya. But you just never know what the Rays are going to do. Although, yes, more likely than not, he is home next year. Bert, another great episode of the Baseball Insiders. I've got a pile of playoff blind resumes for you. I'm going to probably just be throwing one of these out at the end of every episode for the next couple of weeks because I love these. Uh, and they show you how they show you how ridiculous these playoff conversations are about who can handle the pressure, who can't, who's scary in October, who's not. Um, this is somebody who who is this? Whose playoff blind resume is this? 224 average, two homers, 621 OPS. Oh, I'm sure this is a small sample size. No, 107 at bats. Who's that? Current playoff team. Current playoff team. Can you give me a hint of AL or NL? AL uh, still active. So you're not going to give me this as a, for a lesser player, I don't think. No. Um, I'm gonna boy. I'm gonna go struggling offense here. I'm gonna go Guardians. Correct. Is it Jose Ramirez? It's Jose Ramirez. That's J Ram's playoff numbers. He had a big game one. Wow. I'm but, shocked I got that. Yeah, 107 at bats. That's you know playoff sample sizes are all tiny, but two homers and 107 abs, 224 average. Uh, and Guardians fans, you're welcome because there's no greater guarantee that he's going to go yard in game two after yeah. I read those off. But yeah, these lock are for three, three dingers. Lock. Lock of the century is what that is. Lock for the short porch. Uh, every Guardians fan saying like, yes, let's go. And then a Yankee hits one of the short porch too, and they're like, this stadium is the worst. Lock <laughs> of the century. Money line, parlay, hammer it. Um, playoff action in full speed. Full swing. More after the weekend. The scheduling is strange. The ALCS and NLCS are right around the corner, which means here comes the World Series and here comes the offseason. We're going to be doing the best job we can to meld you. Uh, both of those give you an end to the uh, postseason that fits seamlessly into the offseason. Uh, we're going to be breaking down the games and everything you need to know about the rumor mill, which is heating up even as the action heats up on the field. Uh, and I couldn't do without Robert Murray, uh, the centerpiece star of the show and our MLB insider. Bert, thanks so much, as always, for pulling this together for me, man. Hey, thank you, Adam. And Adam is a real superstar of the show. I don't want to I want to make that very clear. So Adam is a stud. So thank you, Adam. <laughs> You're a stud. I will take you calling me a stud. We both can be studs. Uh, and as Blink-182 once said, um, let's stay together for the kids pretty good podcast hosting duo so why not keep it going make sure to subscribe to the baseball insiders we're going to be coming at you thursdays mondays 3 30 eastern time maybe going live for some special events maybe mixing it up but if you're a subscriber if you are an insider get your gold card you will be here for all the streams and those are the times you can expect to see us for sure until next time i'm adam weinerib uh do you want to give us a go birds before we sign off Oh, yeah. Go Birds, baby. Yeah, Fly Eagles Fly. They're beating the Cowboys this week 41 to 14. That's actually not my prediction. Give me 23 to 17 Birds. 41 14 is my prediction for game two of the Astros Mariner series, though, after the way game one ended. So we shall see. Now you can't kill those Astros. Until next time on the Baseball Insiders, take care, everybody. Thank you, everybody.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.